1: I'm your host, Jim Price here on the Dr. Light Show. Thank you so much for being here at WYSL. Guys, it's great to have you here. You can have me for the first segment here. Josh is on another show right now. He's finishing up with this, what he's doing. He'll be here with us. But you are here on the Dr. Light Show When we know that um a lot of things don't make a lot of sense. You gotta do some explaining there, Lucy, because uh this is not good. And I'm I'm talking about just the simple stuff. Of I, I've had people come up to me and they're like, Do you know? You know, there's you know, there's stuff that Joe Biden's done. This guy's like he's you know, he's done some things. There's a he did a thing, you know, a thing, you know, the thing, right? You know he's done a thing. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But the sad part of this is is that we have a court of public opinion that is really driving us into this what seems to be this endless over and over and over and over again about how we're going to we're going to, uh, I just, it's, <sighs> okay, we know that Joe Biden's guilty of countless amounts of felony, treason, all these other things. Guys, you are living in a system that was built against you, and you're acting like you think somehow, some way that this system is going to go after Joe Biden and make you feel good and pat you on the head and say, look, we got rid of the bad guy a lot of this a lot of this stuff that we're seeing in these people and things that are going on are honestly they're just trying to keep their job i and i i know that sounds super trivial and sounds so lame and and all this other stuff we're like oh you know you know it's you know they're just they're just waiting to put the bigger case together We're they're waiting to bring the oh they're going to do the they they're, they're going to do the thing and the sad part of it is is that it would be great to say that yes you know we know that the judicial process is working its way through and the checks and balances of things are doing what they should, but we know even from my case to General Flynn's case to Roger Stone Manafort to to Trump, they've all been b s They've all been stuff that really makes no sense that how it's making the world a better place to say that General Flynn was charged and was told to plea for lying to an FBI agent. Who he was told not to bring his attorney to the meeting and was told he was not under oath or anything like that. He was just there, uh, and it was not a, it was not a question answer deal. And because he misquoted a date, this is what we look like now. This is how we're going to do this. This is the sad, sad part of this, guys, is that we've got a judicial system that has actually weaponized itself just because it wants to keep its job. It wants to stay relevant. They know that what they're doing is not accurate. And I get it. Yes, there are people out there that are completely ate up with their own ego and all the other stuff. And they just love just every time they hear the clink of a, of a jail cell or the k- 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 on the, the handcuffs. I get that those are those people out there that derive pleasure from these things. But what I'm also trying to point out to you is that the idea that we have a situation where a lot of these people that are holding people in jail cells – people that are, that are holding people in prisons who are holding them on charges, they're just doing it because they're trying to keep a job now. See, the DA wants to make sure that he has plenty of cases on his desk. It looks like he's doing a lot, a lot of great things. And that way, no one questions what he does. And no different than the Department of Justice or the FBI or the CIA and the NSA or the other, other uh, three-letter agencies that are out there doing horrible, horrible things to our America. And I know this is not what you want to hear first thing on a Tuesday morning right after we got back from a break, and I did have a great break. I had a good time, went and enjoyed myself with some friends and, and did some great stuff. But what I'm trying to say is that none of these things that we're seeing with this whole, you know, why haven't we seen Joe Biden get the perp walk? Why haven't we seen the impeachment? Why haven't we seen this? Why haven't we seen that? Well, it's always about the counter leverage to the counter leverage to the counter leverage to the counter leverage. And you could say counter-leverage about a million times, and I don't think you have all the counter-leverage in place. Because everybody has a counter to somebody else's something. And when you're doing nefarious and evil things out there, you're going to want to continue to make sure you keep that pressure on them and make sure that they know that you are in ultimate control. And so that's what we're doing here. That's what we're facing over and over and over again. We're seeing this, 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 this idea that we think, well, justice is just around the corner. And the sad, sad part of it is, yeah, justice is just around the corner, but it's not around the corner that we're hoping for. It's not well, going to happen when we want it. It's around the corner,
0: won. Jim. It's around hey, the buddy, corner. what's up? What's up, Jim? How are you? Justice is around the corner when the no, American people decide <laughs> that it's around the corner. And see, that's ah. the problem, Jim. That's the problem, is the American people need to wake up the F up. And I don't mean about the people listening to this show. I don't mean the American people that listen to our podcast. I mean, all the rest of the American people. You know, I I published something on Twitter this weekend. And it was the CDC report stating that the new variant is more transmissible to people who have gotten the Marburg virus. No, 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 not the Marburg virus. That the new COVID variant is more virulent, virulent, transmissible to people who prior had COVID or who were vaccinated. And people are like, that's not what it says. I'm like like I highlighted it. Like it's literally yeah, what it says. They're like, that's it. not what it says. Like, yes, that that's exactly what it says. And they're like, no, you mm-hmm. need to learn to read. And it's like this is the state of America, Jim. This, this yeah. is the state of America. People are in this deep ideological psychosis. And I don't care whether that ideological psychosis is Marxist, whether it's liberal, whether it's just I don't care anymore. Or even if it's on the right side and, and it's religious or it's politically oriented. Everybody is in the psyop of an ideology. And people need to step back, look at the state of the world, and realize that we need to come together as a people. That we need to work together because justice will never be served ever in any time, shape, or form. Unless we can go out there, unite, and take down this evil ourselves. Absolutely. That's it.
1: Oh, man, it's been a hard time, right?
0: Well, you know, it, you know, it has been a hard time, but, you know, times of great pessimism bring times of great opportunity. And, yep. and this is a time for American people to to rise up, create new infrastructure, create new businesses, create new uh, new new resolutions to the problems of the world. And if we uh, if we rely on people like the World Economic Forum to do that or we allow politicians to do that, well, guess what? We're just acquiescing in our personal responsibility, and see that's that's the biggest problem. I mean, listen, this is the biggest problem with the world. People is people lack discipline and personal responsibility. That that's it. It's it's really that, is the individual is so succumbed by the everyday mundane living, by the monotony of the world, by, oh, I got to get up, do it again, got to go work that nine-to-five job, got to bring in that pay, put my money in my 401k, maybe one day I can be happy and retire, I'll sleep tomorrow, I'll rest when it happens. People, that's not life, that's slavery. And you know what? You could change it right now. You could change it tomorrow. It, we have to have this personal responsibility, this self discipline inside of ourselves that builds ourselves up. You know, I I Jim, you know, yes, I, Jim. I sometimes ask people Is if is if the day you died, imagine the day you died and you, you go up to the pearly gates and you cross by Saint Peter and you get over there and you're standing in front of the big guy mm-hmm. and you're walking towards him and you notice there's a person standing next to him and it's not Jesus. It's, it's, uh, it's you, but it's you. It's, it's a little bit thinner, mm-hmm. looks a little bit better, has a big old smile on his face. And yeah. you're like, what, what, what is going on here? And you, and you ask the big guy, Hey, why, why am I standing right next to you? And God says, Oh, this isn't you. This is my image of you that I created. This is the, you that I designed and created for you to be. And right. the question you have to ask yourself is, Are you that person? Are you that human being that God created in His image? Are you that one that God said, you're gonna be blessed with all these things in life. You're gonna have all these things in life. You're gonna accomplish all these things in life. Are you that person? And if the answer is no, if you can imagine getting up there in front of God and, and seeing a person there, and that person's different from who you are now, then there's a lot of work to do. And that work comes through Self-discipline, personal yeah. responsibility, resilience. It, it comes through the forging of the steel. Is that You have to put yourself through the ringer. And I know people don't want to hear this, and I know there's probably people out there who, who've heard this their whole life. It's just the fact that we as Americans have become lazy as being Americans. This is what it's meant, by we take it for granted being in our country right now. You know, I was I'm watching this show on Apple TV Jim. It's called mm-hmm. uh, Invasion where the aliens invade, right? Right. And it's showing like scenes from all around the world of like the main characters in like Europe, and everybody in Europe's living in like uh, like concentration camps or these big camps, like for refugee camps and stuff like that. And other people are dead and all over the place. And then in America, they're having a backyard party and drinking beer and swimming in a pool. Mm-hmm. And the reason why something like that would happen is because we have a different way of life here. We have a different opportunities here. You know, American society, even the poorest people are some of the wealthiest in the world. If you look at the global population, we take for granted being Americans and living in this country, this land of opportunity. And there still is plenty of opportunity. The only time that there's not is when we decide within ourselves that there's not opportunity. And so right now with our politicians, we need to put them in check. We need to let them know who is in charge, who the boss is. That's coming. That time of reckoning is coming. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show.
1: Dark to Light on the WYSL stations.
0: What's up, Jim Price? How we Yay. doing? Hey, yeah, buddy. Good,
1: good, good. How was your uh, Labor Day weekend? Can't wear white after Labor Day, or whatever that is. I don't know what that means. What why, why does that mean? Wear
0: white after labor? Why can't you wear white after Labor Day?
1: I don't know. That was, when I was a kid, that was a thing. We talked about that. I don't know. Maybe we need to find out. Do we have a local expert in the uh, in the fashion industry that uh, tells us why we can't white, wear white after Labor Day and we don't want to get your pants dirty because it's going to rain? Or is this, a, this an old tradition that we just did and we couldn't stop hmm. ourselves?
0: Don't know. Don't know. It's oh, a good question. Interesting. Right? Interesting. Good so, questions. what else is going on in the world, Jim Price?
1: Um, you know, honestly, I I actually took a little time for myself this weekend. Uh, went up to Kansas City, and uh, a buddy of mine and his wife and kids and all that stuff, and they we all had a had a good time. It was uh, took the you know the, all the fam, family, and uh, it was it was good. We went to Worlds of Fun. I haven't been to Worlds of Fun in probably thirteen years, and. Uh, enjoyed every bit of it. I really did. Put my hands in the air and screamed the whole time. Yeehaw. Uh, it was a great time. And I you know what it's like I was like, it was a lot of it letting go of your fears, right? And that what isn't that what roller coasters really are? Just let go of your fears. You're not gonna die. You know, they don't want you to die. <laughs> they just want you to get off the machines of another reverse and get on it. Uh, but I really made it a purpose to really kind of let go and, and had a great time doing it. Got to see the Royals play on Sunday. A lot of cool stuff there, so good days. Good days, it was good stuff. So how about you, what'd you guys do? You said you were gonna, um, You guys are gonna do something We notes. went to the State what Fair, no,
0: we went to the State Fair. Oh, yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Quite honestly, I've never been to the Minnesota State Fair. Right. And it's over at the uh, University of Minnesota. And uh, we got there and we got really good parking because we parked outside and paid the money. Um, then walked about a mile to the venue and uh, we walked inside and Jim, I will tell you I'd been to festivals with a hundred thousand people before. Uh-huh. And this was just seas of people. There had right. to be fifty thousand people just in front of me where I was looking. And this is like a wow. one square mile radius of where the yeah. the, the, the state fair was. It was wow. massive. There there had to be fifty to eighty thousand people there, easy.
1: Oh wow. No, that's see It was, it see was, how it was crazy. Up. Yeah, it was crazy. Genie corn dogs, or roasted corn, or did you get some some curds, some cheese, cheese curds? What'd you do? What'd you get? What would oh, you, I you eat, man? Do, I me. always
0: do the cheese curds. I always do the cheese curds. Uh, the yeah. cheese curds. But you know, you got to be careful at some of those places because they just over deep fry them and they're just not very good. Um, right. But cheese curds. If you're ever in Minnesota, Wisconsin, you got to do the cheese curds. But uh, but no, I had a good time and uh, then went out to, uh, the dinner afterwards and came home and and that was it. It really that was my whole weekend. Cooked out last uh-huh. night, did a little barbecue uh, yeah. with me and the kids and uh, had some t-bone steaks, some corn on the cob, and some wow. some homemade mashed potatoes and yeah, it was a good yeah. time.
1: Well, that's good, man. That's good stuff. That's uh, and that's what you know. I, again, I think America. you were, you were talking. America, yeah. You were talking about earlier, getting together, come together. Americans come together we, and you know, normalize conversations. Who was I talking to? I was talking about that, the fact that when we talk about things and we, we say them out loud and we hear each other saying it, we normalize conversations that create a better us, create a better America, a better unity, in fact. And I don't think we'd, we'd pay attention that much, but I'm glad you were out there and uh, got to fry up some stuff with your kids. Hey, uh how's your did you did your fam do anything back in um in New York? Were they doing anything this weekend?
0: Oh, no idea. No idea. Didn't talk no. to them. But but no. I'll tell you one thing. You know who was doing yes, something? Uh oh. Joe Who's Biden. On? Joe Biden. So apparently Joe? Joe Biden says that uh we have the best economy in the world and we have the lowest inflation in the world. That Biden Bidenomics is working, Jim.
1: Really? Huh, working for <laughs> working for nobody. <laughs> I just don't get that. You know, I, I sent you that TikTok, didn't I? I sent you the one about we're making three times less than what we made under the Great Depression. Yeah. The American the average American income is three hundred percent less than it was during the Great Depression right now. Right now. Like people don't even think about that. The cost of living, the cost of goods, the cost of utilities, though and you factor those in, you get we make three times less than what they made during the Great Depression. And that's why things are tough. God, imagine how think if we had 300% more money, how great would it be? We'd be kind of killing it, wouldn't we?
0: $3 really to every 100 I pay in taxes? Oh my goodness, it'd be great, wouldn't
1: it? I mean, no, it's like, you just, yeah, you just don't, but we're at 300%. We're not even, make, we're not even making the money, much less the taxes. Let's just say, let's leave the taxes where they're at, at 100%. But the idea that we're making 300 <laughs> percent less, I mean that that would uh, that should be significant to everybody, right? If everybody was just it, it making. It absolutely 300% should.
0: Less. But you know, also the unemployment rate was above what about six or seven percent during the Great Depression, so that that was another factor oh, yeah. there. But there, there's yeah. a lot of factors that go into this, and um, people woke up today. They went to fill up their car, their gas with uh, their car with gas. What one thing mm-hmm. they saw was uh, skyrocketing energy costs. And that's because OPEC doesn't care. Russia and OPEC have teamed up because OPEC now is basically a BRICS nation, United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia. And uh, they are going to wage economic warfare through oil on the United States. And right. this comes two weeks after Joe Biden says, hey, hey we're, we're going to crack down on energy production in the United States and reduce it by 50%. Why would he wow. do that? Well,
1: that's it, nice of him
0: why would he do that and then opec just says oh well guess what we're we're gonna raise oil prices and, and reduce production Bet. um <laughs> it, it's almost like they're trying to make people freeze during the winter right oh
1: yeah absolutely and that's the Jim, sad we're part coming of this into that a dark pe- winter it's a dark oh winter. it is it's well, I t- didn't. I talk to you guys about the the bees and stuff that the you know the bee the bee boards the people. When we're talking about different things that the bees are doing this winter that they're really storing up for what looks to be a cold winter. I mean, that's that is a thing that the bees are doing naturally already, and then we've already got the almanac saying the same thing. Um, so yeah, I, that not just that, but I think I think they're planning on it.
0: I think the bees are planning on it. I think that they're planning for, <laughs> for a bad winter. Yeah. And uh, well, we, we're in an El Niña cycle. And typically right. with El Niña cycles, um, we get lots of snow and very cold temperatures. But uh, the winters are shorter, which is good. So they're, they're stronger, but they're shorter. Right. But I think that there's going to be energy blackouts this, uh, this winter. I think there's going to be an energy crisis this winter because uh, this is what the Democrats want. They want you to suffer. They want Americans eating out of their hands. And then we have the resurgence now of COVID-19, Jim. It's coming back around. Oh, my goodness. Look at Come this. On. You know, it's, it's almost like a top vaccinologist and immunologist and virologist in the world. Once said, on Bell Big Tree's show, literally in 2021, and this is Gert Van den Boysch. And if you don't know who Gert Van den Boysch is, this guy is a genius when it comes to vaccinology. He worked for the he ran the vaccinology program for the German government. He worked for a company called Gavi, which was supported by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, he ran the vaccination programs at the United Nations. And he came out on Dell Bigtree's show uh back in 2021 and says, do not get this vaccine. Whatever you do, do not get this vaccine. He said that this vaccine, within two to three years after you get this vaccine... The virus will begin to mutate and become uncontrollable and will reinfect those people who are immunocompromised because of the vaccine. And what are we Whoa. seeing right now? The CDC just came out and said that if you got COVID before or were vaccinated, you're at a higher susceptible rate to get uh, this new variant because it's mutated. Wow. I mean, come, come on. Come on, man.
1: Yeah. That's called I, science. You know, this that- <laughs> but the sad part of it is is that we, we have had to go out And this is that um, There's, a, there's a, a, a stir stick name there, You know, the, the person who stirs the poop all the time It's amazing how the other side Goes and throws out all this stuff And then we spend our entire life Two, three, four years Trying to undo and put back our lives What they undid With their little stir stick moment and I really am amazed at how much we have to undo just for a couple, few comments, a couple little thises or that. And they really didn't say anything that was factual. They just got people emotionally involved, and then everybody ran with it. We didn't have to do all the things we did, and when we ran, you know, shut down the world and all this stuff. And I mean, people, I guess, I know people are only as good as their advisors. But at the same time, guys, we we have to be discerning in our own heart as well.
0: Oh my God! Well, Jim, us. I will tell you. Being at the State Fair this weekend with, you know, fifty to 80,000 people, I only saw one person wearing a mask. Really? Only one. Only one. I don't one. think
1: I uh, – I think I, got, I saw – at Worlds of Fun, I think I saw a couple, like one or two, and, you know, they had the full decorated masks. So these are the ones that they obviously, you know, had laying around that they wanted to reuse. But, um, no, I I didn't see that many myself, so – Anyway, it's good stuff. Screw them.
0: Well, and and here's the thing is for everybody out there, do not comply. Mm -hmm. Don't. Don't. If Walmart says you need a mask to come in here, order online. Mm -hmm. If your local grocery store is like, hey, you need a mask to come in here, say, I got a doctor's note. Do not comply, people. Do not comply. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show.
1: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
0: All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. Jim Price. All right.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, um, quick, uh, we had uh, an article I want to read here, and it's uh, yournews.com. African Climate Summit hears calls for carbon tax on world's richest nations. Haven't we already replayed? Uh, Let's play carbon tax. I think we've already did that. I think we've been doing that for a couple of decades now. Uh, anyway, economic success has uh, has a price, and it's a global carbon tax emission that we want to make sure that everybody gets involved with. Uh, Mr. Kenya's president William Ruto Ruto, whatever they call the guy, declared Tuesday at the first American, I'm sorry, at the first African climate summit. Uh, he pointed to climate change drive uh, driven by success. Uh, dynamic economic, uh, economies in Europe, North America, and Asia as a drain on Africans' economy. Now, so what he's trying to do is say that all these other big, com- all these big countries that use their resources, that makes them a boatload of money, that's causing climate, climate, climate crisis. Just understand that. They're going to blame us. So now what they're going to do is they're going to raise their prices, which then what? Raises our prices. And this is a trickle-down effect. The sad part of this is, is we continue to go down this path over and over again, where we can't we can't see that when we overcharge each other, the, all the lumber prices. I'm, let, me regret, let me regress. will make regress it real quick here a second. Back when lumber prices quadrupled or tripled or whatever it was during the whole COVID thing, that was just a money grab. The actual price of lumber at the head where it goes to the wholesaler, where these guys bring it in, they're logging it out of the fields or out of the fields, but out of the forest. When they're coming in with it, there was no price increase. There was no shortage. There was none of that. It just simply Lowe's and Home Depot and other large distributors got together in a coalition like an OPEC and raised lumber prices retail across the board. In fact, the wholesalers weren't even really getting a taste of it. It was literally just the retailers decide, oh, we're just gonna let George are jumping prices up today. And they did it by two and 300%. And the problem with that is, guys, because someone said, oh, prices are rising. Oh, COVID makes prices rise. Oh, COVID, COVID, my, prices are rising, prices are rising. That's why they raised the price, because they could. And because we didn't stop them, because we didn't protest, because we didn't push back. This is what happens. And this is how we get out of control. And this guy is over here talking about how uh, he pointed to climate change. Uh, Driven uh, by successful dynamic economies. So think about that. He's saying climate change is because we are successful. So what does that mean? Well, he's got to raise his wholesale prices so his people can get some more money and everybody gets a taste. The guys, listen, if we don't do things with some type of management, I get free markets are a thing. But when governments are involved, that's not a free market. Governments aren't free markets, guys. They're absolutely picking winners and losers. That that is it. That's why you're they're shoving wind generation down your throat. That's why you're shoving solar panels down your throat. If it was a viable industry where people truly wanted to invest because it was what it need, it was an amazing product. I mean, think about it. iPhone. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they've got a lot of money from us, and they've been we've been buying their product for a long, long time. You know, Apple. You know, they have a product. They sell it. We buy it. Product supply and demand. But then you look at when they do these things like this, the climate change, the reason he's saying climate change is driven by successful dynamic economies is because he's getting ready to say, we're going to get ready to gouge you on your cobalt, which is electric cars. We're going to gouge you on your other raw materials that you need for your green energy. And they're just, everybody's just taxing each other, taxing each other. And this is a bad cycle. And we're going to continue on this cycle until someone says, hey, guys, we don't have to live this way. Until there's a free market that allows us to be able to pick and choose winners and losers that we want by voting with our money, we're going to continue to have these conversations with this president out there. Uh, Africa continues to to, – I'm sorry, the African continent has 1.3 billion people, and uh, this is where they're they're talking about they they want to be a, a player at the table. They want to have a name in the game. So this is what's going to happen from us going forward is that we're going to see a lot of the new green energy stuff is going to drive up in cost, and your buddy John Kerry is going to get up there and cry a river about how he needs to have electric. I don't. I don't even. Hey, Josh, are they able to do solar powered jet uh, jet planes jet? Have we worked that out, like commercial liners? Are they doing solar panels on the big jet yet?
0: <laughs> you know. You know, I I thought they were going nuclear, Jim.
1: Oh nuclear, oh yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. we'll just do uh we'll do some nuclear fission, some water steam, and some other stuff, and it'll be fine, that's great, don't think people realize that that the nuclear fission stuff they use that they're using ocean water to be able to you know steam engine that whole thing along aren't they isn't <laughs> nuclear fission still isn't the nuclear submarine still done through uh water steam engines
0: um, it how that all works the propulsion the boilers yeah it, it's, yeah, it's yeah. basically it's yeah, heats boilers um.
1: We haven't got very far from that technology, have we?
0: No, we haven't. And, and so, Titanic Jim, to today. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You know, Jim, mm-hmm. we are at a turning point in society. Uh, this carbon credit global climate change stuff, we, we all know that it's a farce. But you know what I'm going to tell you? I'm going to tell the whole audience here. It is man-made. Climate change is man-made right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know how we know this? Tell me. Because they're making the fires. They're making the earthquakes. They're making the earthquakes. They're making the hurricanes. They're making all of that. They're also making all the pollution. Jim, you remember back in like the 1990s, early 1990s? When mm-hmm. environmental activists would be like, you're polluting the air with uh, you know, chlorofluorocarbons and CFCs and you're destroying oh, the yeah. ozone layer and you're putting all these these pesticides and chemicals into the water. You notice how that transitioned real fast to carbon dioxide? And now nobody yeah. talks about the pollution that goes into the ground. Hmm. Nobody's talking about oh, the island of trash floating in the ocean. Right. You ever notice that they're no longer talking about all the chemical waste that is being spilled by manufacturing and processing plants by these big conglomerates? They're only right. talking about carbon dioxide. Oh, carbon dioxide is so bad for our environment. I mean, plant a tree. It's right. literally what green plants eat. Mm-hmm. But but that, that's not going to work. We're too far gone. Yes, it will work. Right.
1: Well, I don't understand. Like, okay, you know, okay. So when you traveled to Utah, when you when you headed out of Minnesota, going across the South Dakota or wherever, however you went, um, do you remember how that the, there was like no trees along the freeway? Did you know ever notice that that there's like no trees planted near or on the free, you know, near the freeway or in the median of the freeway, which I get as a safety thing. Mm-hmm. But isn't there a lot of areas that are barricaded off and blocked off that we could be planting trees along there to create wind blocks for the trucks so they don't get flipped over in high winds and high snow? Oh my snows?
0: goodness. I mean, yeah, right?
1: I mean, how simple would it be to start putting in trees, two rows of trees zippering them together so they have, you know, they're offset from each other right down the freeway. Have corporations have people go out there help have them plant in these trees. Why can't we have that? Why can't the first 20 feet of the government property that quote-unquote takes up a freeway be the first two rows of trees that they're putting up along all these roads so that, one, we're creating shade, we are creating environment, we're creating a better, but we're creating the wind blocks that we need so these trucks and RVs don't fall fall over all the time. I mean, I just don't understand why that that right there escapes me. Why aren't corporations in these great big open fields out in front of their corporate offices putting in groves of trees or apples or grapes or anything that's useful so their employees can enjoy them as well? Why can't we do that? Why is that so hard? Trees. Oh, I don't know, man. You know, trees are kind of rare. I don't ever see any. Are you kidding me? Seriously, when's the last time anybody planted a tree? I mean, that's an <laughs> honest question. I planted three this year. How many guys? How many trees have you guys planted this year? I mean, in my own property. But that's that's what we got to do.
0: I haven't, I haven't planted. I haven't planted any, Jim. Uh oh. I haven't planted. Well, Josh, we have to add you to the list, yeah.
1: buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of the problem. I don't know. Now, there's a lot of stuff out there that we could be doing. So that was so simple, though. The simple stuff. You know, like I was talking about before when we talked about using ash in your garden. You know, burning plenty of wood. You know, you know when you instead of putting the sticks in your in your garbage can, put find yourself a little spot in your yard and or a little hibachi or a little barbecue or whatever, and and burn the sticks and and use the ash around your property. You know, you don't have to throw them in the trash can. That's just going to go there and rot in a big mound. Why don't you just burn them out and then, then you have them in the for your for your fertilizer? How simple is that? Anyway, that's my that's my spiel today. So
0: nice spiel, Jim. I liked it. You know, it. getting into kind of the political aspects of things. So Donald mm-hmm. Trump came out with a video last week saying we will not comply, right? Right. To the vaccine right. mandates, and mask mandates. Then he came out this last this weekend and said uh that i've heard a lot of people are having adverse reactions to these vaccines and these big pharma companies to release this information as soon as possible hmm. did you see that
1: Mm-mm. no i missed it i was phoneless. i lost my by the way i lost my everybody's been trying to get a hold of me i lost my phone saturday so uh, <laughs> I've, I've been doing my best with a tablet and and a loaner phone so no Go ahead. what happened
0: well, Donald Trump is basically jumping on the adverse reactions now. So uh, so in an exclusive interview with political commentator and former Michigan gubernatorial candidate Tudor Dixon, Trump mm-hmm. weighed in for the first time on the rising concerns over the adverse events linked to COVID-19 vaccines. This is last week, and he told Trump told the hardships faced by Americans since the onset of the pandemic. She questioned Trump on his stance regarding the potential for uh, COVID-19 related shutdowns. We had a booming economy uh, with you before COVID. COVID stole so much from us. We lost our loved ones. We suffered major learning losses. Our kids really suffered mental health strain. Costs have gone through the roof. And now we're hearing that Kentucky is shutting down two school systems because of COVID again. So people are panicked that these shutdowns are going to return. What happens in a Trump administration when COVID comes? back president trump made it clear that his administration would not be implementing shutdowns well we don't do shutdowns for one thing and it sounds to me like if it's something's coming back they blame everything trump said expressing skepticism towards the notion the ongoing health crisis Um, they say it's covid because they love using the word covid if you have flu season they still call it covid we had that then too by the way you have a lot of flu you've had a lot of this and they like to say everything's COVID, but let's see what happens. I mean, there could be something, uh, something happening here. Uh, he went on to say that, uh, you know, we're hearing a lot of complaints about the vaccine injured. Um, it, it's an understatement. Numerous pharmaceutical companies have refused to release the data. Uh, so will Donald Trump demand that the vaccine companies and the pharmaceutical companies release their data? In response, Trump said, well, they should do that. We're all in this together, and we should. Uh, they should be doing that. And frankly, anything new, I haven't heard uh, what he said. But basically, Trump said is that, yep, I've heard of some of this stuff and that uh, we need to hold these pharmaceutical companies responsible. So we could be headed towards the Donald Trump administration where maybe for the first time in the world, pharmaceutical companies are held responsible. Do you think? Do you think? Maybe? I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we think about that, Trump has always been pretty good about um, – being very predictive in his comments. Not that he predicted in his comments, but his comment is predictive of what they're getting ready to say or do. Mm. And so he's been really good about getting that out there. And so and again, what, it, what what are we going to say is like, you know, hey, this is a you know, we're we're going to say, "Oh, well, he's just quacky this time. He's not going to it's not real this time. They're not going to lock us down this time. They're not going to try to get us to comply this time." It sounds like he knows exactly what they're getting ready to do and he's just warned us. I mean, he did give us a warning.
0: He did, and they're going to do it. They're going to try it, and they're coming for you guys. I mean, listen. This is war. I I hate to say it like that, but this is warfare. This is psychological warfare. This is information warfare. That they want to change the world in their image, and you are standing in their way. And that one thing called the United States Constitution is standing in their way, and they're going to do everything in their power, no matter how evil it is, to move you out of the way.
1: hmm Yeah. Well, and you are the problem, right? You know, you're you're blocking them from what they want to do. And I <sighs> alright, let's do this.
0: Uh-oh. Perfect timing. Up. No, no, yeah. it really works. Alright, we'll be right back with more Dark Delight show right for this.
1: Dark to Light on the WYSL stations.
0: I told, I told the witch, the witch doctor, doctor, I was in love, was in love you. with you. <laughs> alright. So, what do you think is going to happen over the next few weeks? We have Congress coming back from recess here next week. What are your thoughts, Jim Price?
1: Well, I was thinking about that earlier. That we were we're getting ready to go into September, which again, McCarthy and Comer and some of these others have all threatened that you know they're in their impeachment proceedings. Which again, I think this is a real I, my I, my confusion. Eyebrows come in. You know, my force, my face starts scrunching together because. Nancy Pelosi took about 2.0-nothing seconds to come up with the idea that she wanted to impeach Trump and had all the paperwork already in place and just dropped it out the next day. I mean, you remember how fast that went when she came out and after the prid pro quo call about the Ukrainian call? I mean, that lady was in a second at the podium, couldn't wait to get out there. Oh, I talked to the Lord on bended knee, him what I shall do, and all the whatever. And she... uh she went after this guy. So again, I'm listening. I'm waiting for Comer and McCarthy to screw us around. Get all the way through Christmas. By the way, we're getting ready to do an, another ominous bill by the end of the month. You guys know about that, right?
0: Oh, no, I didn't. Nothing about this.
1: Yeah, they're going to run out of money again uh, September 30th or 31st. So we're done. So the government's going to shut down if you guys know uh if you guys are going to miss them, you might want to start sending your condolence cards now. Say or it's September 30th. Uh yeah, we're going to yeah, that's you're going to You guys are are going to be without your government here at the end of the month. So I hope you guys send send your condolences in, get your business done now, and then don't worry about it because they're all going to go home, hopefully. Uh, But, yeah, I don't think – I don't know. This whole September thing, I really do want September to be amazing. I want there to be a lot of battling and a lot of things going on. But I'm really worried about the fact that I have not seen McCarthy do a dang thing. I haven't seen any of the other Congress hold him responsible for not doing a dang thing. And then Comer over here is like, well, I'm going to have another hearing. I'm going to do another this. I'm going to do another that. Guys, we need some actions, and it needs to be happening immediately, along with defunding most of our government, including the IRS and other ones that are coming out after people like you and I, Josh. The sad part we know is we know Obama weaponized the uh, IRS through – what was it? Uh, what was that? It wasn't Oath Keepers. Um, what was the other movement that they they went after? uh that Obama went after
0: oh Obama went after you mean proud boys
1: no 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 (laughs) not proud boys it was like it was like it was it wasn't Oath Keepers um golly what was it there was a group of them and it was supposed to like it was a constitutional it was a constitutional group and you know they went out and they came after him like big time after oh it was the uh it was the grassroots stuff why can't I think of that all of a sudden tea party yeah, Tea Party. See, they've they even came out and declassified those documents showing that they went after the Tea Party. And, Josh, I do fully expect that when they ramp all this up that that's what they're going to do. If you've got an R by your name in your registration or you've given money to certain candidates, you're at the head of the list. By the way, they're still rating people for January 6th. They rated somebody over the weekend um, for January 6th. So, guys, when you think about all the January 6th arrests and what's going on with them, they're still arresting people, even as of uh, Saturday, for January six. FBI, FBI raids went happened over the weekend for January six participants. So, yeah, friend, this, a
0: friend of mine's uh, son was just arrested last week for this.
1: This is crazy. I see the weaponization of our government really coming in, and if we don't all come together, they're going to pick us off one at a time. I mean, guys. If there was a time that we wanted to come together and be amazing, I really do believe that this is it for us, right here. We've well, got it. We've got it. You know what's
0: together. interesting is Jim is uh, talking sure. about my my good friend's son. Uh, he, mm-hmm. The kid is twenty one. Okay, and um, th- this is the interesting thing. So they subpoenaed his um, his Snapchat account. Okay, what? he had private videos on his Snapchat. Of him at okay. January 6th, okay? Alright. And they subpoenaed his January his his Snapchat account. Those videos leaked online. What? Yep. Come on. So those videos of him on January 6th private on Snapchat were leaked online and that's what got him arrested.
1: How okay, so I thought Snapchat videos were always private.
0: They are. It, but apparently the FBI subpoenaed his snapchat account they got the videos and the fbi had them were reviewing them and then all of a sudden they leaked online during the january sixth hearing
1: all of a sudden all of a
0: sudden yep i mean josh you
1: you've been a tech guy before you you've kind of worked on a computer maybe logged into an account how how uh, Someone had to – that wasn't something that accidentally happens. That's considered effort. You have to really work at that to make that happen. You and say that they don't know where it came
0: from, come on. Go ahead. Well, yeah, and I told him he needs a, a countersue because that leak obviously came from the FBI to help their case right. against him and that he was working with his lawyers to try to figure that out of how that happened. Uh, but it was a point his lawyers weren't even bringing up. His lawyers were just trying to get him the plea deal. And I'm like, you know – and I asked him what happened and, you know, whether or not he was innocent or guilty, the charges that they're coming up with him on um, mm-hmm. are pretty atrocious in comparison to what he actually did in the video. Right. So, yeah, it, it, th- this is ridiculous. This is just absolutely ridiculous what is happening to these people. Because, you know, you go a year before when BLM was doing their little uh, temper tantrum. I right. mean, they, they killed people. They, they burned down businesses. They they, mm-hmm. they were beating people in the middle of the streets, and nothing happened to these people.
1: Right. And that was okay. Well, again, what what was the whole idea of uh, – they said that uh, Trump was a – what was Trump? Because he went over with the Bible in front of the church, but then the next day that was the same church they tried to burn down.
0: Mm-hmm. But ju-
1: but he was being a photo op or something. Or I can't remember what that whole – remember the whole thing what they did with him? Because he he took that Bible in front of the Saint Peter's Church or something across the street. What's that? What was that about? Remember that when Trump walked out with the generals and he said he, they had a military escort to the church and now it was a military, you know, movement that was going against the church, which is the church is supposed to be sanctuary. You do you remember them doing all that?
0: No, I I I I kind of vaguely remember all that stuff. Yeah. Um. But but you know, at the end of the day, what we have here. Is we have political weaponization Mm -hmm. of the Department of Justice and of the control of the narrative. And this is going to be utilized if they stay in power to take your guns away, to undermine the U.S. Constitution, to get rid of it. I'm telling you. And I think that the only reason they know – the only way they know they can get rid of the U.S. Constitution is to really – this firestorm that we're seeing right now is they have to collapse the whole system. They have to collapse all the United States of America. Yeah. And I'll tell you, if Congress comes back and doesn't start doing something – uh, we need to hold them accountable. This is getting this is getting beyond. If they pass another omnibus bill, if they give more funding to Ukraine, if they don't impeach Joe Biden, Mayorkas, and Ray, if they don't start doing what we're, we elected them to do, it's over. Right. We need to sit and go, okay, guys, we're done. We elected you, now get out.
1: Well, that's that public servant effect, right? Yep. That's what we want. That's the difference. And I don't know why we can't. I mean... Okay, again, this goes back to the guys with the guns, right? So the guys with the guns with the badge support which side? Are they supporting the Constitution, the people's rights to to regress their grievances with servants, or are they going to back the people who believe in public leadership? See, I think that's that's that those guys when they got they got to figure out which side they want to be on. The problem is you don't know when you're encountering one of those guys.
0: Uh mm-hmm. huh. Alright, guys. Much love and respect. God bless you guys. Hope you guys take care. Have a great day. We'll see you guys tomorrow on more Netflix Show. See you guys.